Hello and welcome to the Southside Church podcast. For more information about Southside Church located in Cape Town, South Africa, visit southsidechurch.co.za. We hope that you enjoy the message. Hello, it's so good to be with you and we are in our third week of a series focused on prayer. As followers of Jesus, our prayer is relational and when we live lives of prayer, we thrive and conquer. James chapter 5 verse 13 in God's word says, Are there any believers in your fellowship suffering great hardship and distress? Encourage them to pray. And then verse 16 explains to us that tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. We see this power to conquer in a moment documented in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah chapter 37, where the king of Assyria came up against God's people, attacking and taking all the fortified cities of Judah. God's people were under attack, but they saw God deliver them, and the enemy briefly left. But once again, the enemy began to threaten them and said they were returning to destroy the people. I don't know if you've ever been in a position like me where you've gone through something difficult in your personal life and you've kind of felt like you had come out on the other side. And then just as you're beginning to feel the relief of coming out of a hard place, suddenly you face something else you didn't expect. And you might even use the phrase, God, can it get any worse than this? And in Isaiah chapter 37 This would have probably been the way that the Israelites, God's people, were feeling. And in response to this situation, the king over God's people, a man called Hezekiah, goes before God in prayer and he prays these words. So now, O Lord our God, save us from his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are the Lord. It tells us that after King Hezekiah had prayed that the prophet of God came to him and said, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, because you have prayed to me, I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Because the king prayed in warfare, God destroyed over 185,000 soldiers in the camp of the Assyrians, and God's people conquered the enemy. And that kingdom principle is documented in the pages of history from Isaiah chapter 37, apply to you and I today. Often our breakthrough in the physical will call for warfare in the spiritual. King Hezekiah's physical victory against an army required warfare in the spiritual through prayer. And this is why one of the greatest tricks the devil has ever played is convincing the world that he doesn't exist. Because if we don't believe there is a spiritual resistance, we won't embrace the warfare prayer that might allow us to experience the victory which is already ours through Christ. Spiritual warfare might to many sound like a bit of a fairy tale. Yet spiritual warfare is more real in our lives than we may think. Stephen R. Covey once said, You're not a human being on a spiritual journey. You're rather a spiritual being on a human journey. We are spirit. And that's why Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 in scripture says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There are moments in our personal lives 
where we will face spiritual attacks. And our prayers at this point in our lives need to go from being gentle prayers of thanksgiving to prayers renouncing the enemy's attempts to instill fear in our hearts. They need to become confident prayers declaring God's promises in the very face of problems. Because prayer is not only communion with God, it is a confrontation with the enemy. King Hezekiah, when he prayed, so now, O Lord, our God, save us from the hand of the enemy, wouldn't have been quietly and restfully just talking to God while sitting on the throne. But I could imagine him in this moment of anxiety and awareness of the attack that was coming, rather pacing the floor and crying out with more of a fierce request as he confronted the potential attack, saying, So now, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are the Lord. This is warfare prayer. And today I want to focus on praying in the midst of spiritual attack. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 5 in God's word says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Just like King Hezekiah won a war without human weapons, so do we. Ephesians chapter 6 speaks about the weapons to demolish strongholds. When from verse 13 it says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of praise and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. The offensive weapon in our warfare is God's word because it is the sword and it's God's word brought into our prayers that gives us power. We see Jesus use the word of God in his warfare against the devil when the devil tried to tempt him while he was in the desert for 40 days. Jesus continually responded to the devil's temptations and attacks by referencing God's words, starting with the words, it is written. When tempted by the enemy to turn stone into bread to fulfill the hunger of his flesh, Jesus said, no, devil, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Warfare prayer is drenched in and declares God's word fervently because God's word is the sword of the spirit. And James chapter 5 verse 16 in the New King James Version says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I ask you today, when last were your prayers not just calm and reflective but fervent and fiery? Because every now and then... You need to pick up the sword of the Spirit through your praise. And so today I want to give you practical guidelines for engaging in warfare prayer wherever you may be facing problems. And I want to begin by asking you the question, 
Where in your personal life right now are you feeling under spiritual attack? Maybe it's an area of your life in which you're just feeling you're not having breakthrough or where you're continually feeling like there's resistance toward forward progress. It might be a pattern in your life that keeps rearing its head and and creating negative impact in your personal life. Where in your personal life are you feeling under spiritual attack? Now I want to encourage you to apply the following guidelines I share to praying warfare prayer over your answer to that very question. And so, when we engage in warfare prayer, usually it will involve some form of confession, declaration, claiming, and then surrendering. So when we begin praying warfare prayers, we could ask ourselves four questions. The first one would be, what am I confessing is the battle I'm facing? Last week, we read a portion of scripture from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 5 to 15 from the message translation, which said, here's what I want you to do when you pray. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. We need to be really brutally honest about the problems we are facing because It will determine which of God's promises we declare over those problems. That brings us to the second question we can ask ourselves. Which promises from God am I declaring over my problem? This is where we are applying the example Jesus gave to us when he was tempted for 40 days in the desert. And when we declare God's promises over our problems suddenly it repositions us in the light of our problems from being victims to being victors. So out of declaring God's promises, then we can ask ourselves the third question. Who am I claiming to be in victory through Christ? So here you claim, this is who I am in this battle. I am not forsaken. I am more than a conqueror. And therefore, because of who I am based on God's promises, even in the face of my problems, I am able to surrender instead of striving in my own strength. Which leads to question number four. Where am I surrendering to God's processes in answering my prayers? Two years ago, my wife and I became the lead pastors for a church in the deep south of Cape Town. It was a huge shift and move for our family, for our young children. It was a risk, and it came with many changes and challenges. And so I began engaging in warfare prayer. I started by following the guidance of God's word in Matthew chapter 6, which says, when you pray, find a quiet, secluded place. And so once all the kids were at school and my wife was working from the office, I would sometimes go home and I would just pace the corridors and begin praying. And I would start by asking myself, what am I confessing is the battle I'm facing? I was saying to God, okay, if I'm honest with you, God, although I'm excited about the future, I can feel the resistance of the enemy in this challenging period. And this is the problem. And I began to get honest with him about my feelings of fear, questioning my decisions, about feeling like I was letting my own stress impact my family, feeling concerned that we might not make it financially by the end of the month. 
I shared with him the honesty that I was struggling to sleep, that maybe I was struggling with trusting him when I thought of all the negative things that were spinning through my head. Then after confessing my struggle, I needed to ask myself, which promises from God am I declaring over this problem? So I was saying to God, God, this is the problem, but you said. And this is where we begin coming up against the enemy the way Jesus did. It's where we begin to lift the sword of the Spirit in prayer. Now, at this season in my personal life, I'd been reading the book of Isaiah, and Isaiah 43 was the promise I believed God had given us. It says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, see I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So I prayed something like this. God, I thank you that even though it feels like we're in a wilderness with lack, you have promised that you are making a way because you are doing a new thing. When I prayed that, I remembered how God says in his word, never will I leave you or forsake you. So I added to the declaration of that promise into my prayer. And Jesus, thank you that even though I can feel like perhaps you're not going to come through for me, you have said you will never leave or forsake me. I declared, God is doing a new thing. He is making a way in the wilderness and I am not forsaken. And because of that, I could then claim my position as a victor instead of a victim through Christ by asking myself, well, if God's promises stand in the midst of my problem, then who am I able to claim to be in victory through Christ, even though I'm facing a valley? So what I was saying to God is, God, this is the problem, but you said in your word, so I am. Thank you, Jesus, that I am not alone. Thank you, Jesus, that you are using my life in the new things you are doing. And I will see your provision in the wilderness. Thank you, God, that I am called to lead your people into new things. Thank you, God, that I am going to see provision in the wilderness. My warfare prayer now begins shaping my position from a victim to a victor. Paul wrote about this in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 36 to 37 when he says as it is written for your sake we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us and when we know who we are in Jesus as conquerors as victors then we know where we need to stop striving in our own strength and surrender to his sovereignty as our Lord. And so the question is, where am I surrendering to God's processes in answering my prayers? So what I've pretty much done in this warfare prayer was I said, God, this is the problems that we face. But you said in your word, that means that I am victorious and not a victim. Therefore, I will. This is the surrender. So I would say something like, thank you, God, that because I'm not forsaken, I can let go of fear of the future. For you are with me, and when you're with me, you protect and guide me. God, because you are going to provide, I will keep moving into the future, and I won't give up. And then as I end, 
my prayer that's become fiery and fervent as I've held up the sword of the Spirit. I end it sealing every prayer presented before God with the name above every other name, the name at which every knee will bow just like my problems will bow to his might, the name of Jesus. And so I end my prayer saying, in Jesus' name, amen. And then... God does what only he can do. And we have seen the miracle as we have stood in warfare prayer for our community and God's church. We look back and we celebrate that over the period in which we've been Southside Church the last year and eight months, we've seen 288 people respond to the privilege of coming to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We've seen in the last year 46 people being baptized. We have an average from the past three months of over 331 adults attending church in two services after launching a second service only a few months ago. And when we add the children and the youth that are involved on Sundays to that number, it's over 400 people that are being impacted by the word of God. It's amazing to see the miracle of 207 people that have been placed into life groups within the life of Southside Church. To think that over the last period in which we've been Southside Church, 227 people have gone through our growth track, which is an on-ramp into getting planted in the local church. We've seen increase in people's generosity with finances that's allowed us to actually move forward with this vision. We've seen over 160 volunteers that make a difference as we move forward within the vision God has given us to follow Jesus and lead others to a God-inspired life. We've seen over 4,000 people listening and downloading our podcasts as we get to share the life-giving truth of Jesus Christ through his word. And we continually hear stories from individuals that are being impacted by the power of God through his local church. And somehow this all started when we stood in warfare prayer, declaring the promises of God over our problems, beginning to claim our place as victors in the midst of our valleys, and then surrendering to God's process of answering those prayers that went immeasurably beyond all that we could ask or imagine. Some of your physical battles today require spiritual warfare, and when you pray, God is going to give you the victory as he's promised. May you confidently pray, confessing your problem. May you declare God's promises even in the presence of the problem that you face. And out of the promises of God, may you claim a position of victory and then surrender to God's process in bringing forth the breakthrough that you've been trusting for.